Black revolutionaries, distillery owners, Italian fashion retailers, and Motown Grammy winners all share their best stories never before told in any other media outlets on Detroit Is Different. Visit DetroitIsDifferent.com or download the Detroit Is Different app on Apple's App Store or Google's Play Store. All right, still in effect, the Detroit Is Different podcast studios delivering something of a collective. This is a collective of beautiful black women coming together to do business but also that business is creative you know we love creativity artistry and it's giving back because a lot of y'all need these services so that what you deliver is packaged the right way and the brain behind this operation is with me now miss brandy young how are you today i'm great how are you everything is everything good we're gonna get this I guess now I'm going to go natural, regular Detroit is different. Oh, boy. Okay. Your Detroit story. Um, What's your Detroit story? Um, Come in here. Are you first generation? Was your family already here? How did your people make their way to the D? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. So uh, my grandparents, Mm -hmm. they are. So my Mother's mother is originally from Jasper, Florida, but uh, they made their way to Detroit and started their family. And my father's parents are from St. Louis. Mm. So my father um, is from the east side. Let's see, like Montclair area Mm -hmm. um and my mother is also from the east side nevada Mm -hmm. and dequinder area so like seven mile dequinder area um so grandparents parents and then myself detroit so i grew up um in a house obviously um on the east side nevada and dequinder so that's where i'm originally from ah okay so that's like east side yeah, Nevada to Quinder. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that means that that's like the footprint, I would say. that It's kind of like you got a lot of friends that either went to Persian or Osborne. So Persian was the neighborhood mm-hmm. high yep. school. I mm-hmm. did not go to Persian. My mom went uh, to Persian. Okay, okay. So I went to Cass Tech. Okay. CT, yes. So, <laughs> but that neighborhood is... It, it it has like a lot of like rich traditions like i think like coney gardens and yep. also it's a very if you're not over like you have to be over there but it's a lot of like bengali kids over there it's, mm-hmm. it's like um like which is a culture in itself um chaldean families over there yep um yeah even some like east the Eastern European block kit like it it's almost like an extension of like if if as people say Hamtramck don't even seem like it'd be in the middle of Detroit, but if Hamtramck were to extend mm-hmm. that kind of neighborhood is like a mesh of like a Detroit Hamtramck type thing. It is absolutely, and it's crazy because when you look up kind of like that area now, it almost identifies as Hamtramck in some spaces. So, mm-hmm. but I was definitely born and raised east side of Detroit, so I mm-hmm. never identified as being from Hamtramck or lived in Hamtramck. So, and and there, and your and your family being there. And some of those traditions in that neighborhood, what are some of the things you remember about that community in that neighborhood that just, you know, stand out when you think of that neighborhood? 
It's crazy because that neighborhood has changed a great deal from when I was growing up. And then it's in the in the process of changing again. Like I drove in that area not too long ago and there's like a tropical smoothie over there. And I'm like, OK, yeah, it's some it changes that are happening mm-hmm. for sure. But um, I remember my grandmother because we lived with my grandmother and that was Um, technically her house and we lived there my parents and myself and my younger sister but I remember like walking around the corner and to the hair salon it was a hair salon nearby and we would walk around the corner to go to um, just the store I mean it was I wouldn't say it, it was necessarily the safest at that time but it definitely we we felt safe to just walk around the corner to do just the, your everyday things. And I recall a lot of times going to, um, I think it was called Belmont Shopping Center on Eight Mile. We went there a lot to um, at that Imperial sometimes just to grab some things from that grocery store and um, Bel Air um, movie theater. That was our theater that we attended absolutely a lot of times when we went to the movies. So I just remember that neighborhood a lot just doing your everyday things and hanging out with the family for sure. Yeah, in Bel Air, being a kid, I'm surprised you ain't mentioned the Michigan Fun Center. But oh um, yeah, I forgot <laughs> about that. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, so yeah, in that neighborhood, had depending upon the era, I want to say like during like the 90s, early 2000s, a lot of kids were over there. Like a more abundant amount of young people were in that footprint than uh, many Detroit neighborhoods at the time. So it was a lot of young people, I can only imagine, just bustling around, Yeah, you know, from from around that neighborhood. And then you mentioned um, the, that, that flow into Cass Tech, another, like, definitely staple. I mean, most times, you know, people are like, did you go to Cass? Like, even outside of the... <laughs> Outside of the state. It's like, yeah. oh, man, you're doing stuff. You must have went to Cass. Like, not necessarily, <laughs> my friend. Uh, what was Cass Tech like for you? Ooh, Cass Tech. Um, that, that was definitely a community. And it still is. It's a, it's a lifelong community. I mean, you can't go anywhere without seeing somebody from Cass. I mean, I went to the Anita Baker concert, what was it, last week or week before last, and I, everywhere I turned, I saw someone that I knew from Cass. But the just, I went to the old Cass, I guess. You know, I, I never um, really experienced the new Cass because they, t- they tore down the old Cass and built a new uh, building. But um, that was just an experience like no other. I graduated with a class of over 500 people. And when I think about it now, I mean, it was so normal and natural to me at the time. Like, yeah, 500 people, you know, that wasn't anything. But thinking about it now, I'm like, that was a big class. I mean, that was, that's big. I think about, you know, my kids, how many people are in their grade now. And, (laughs) you know, it's nowhere near 500 people. Your last name is Young. You were sitting in that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it wasn't Young at the time, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> if it was Young at the time, you were sitting there. Like, what? Like, oh. I was like, man, y'all can come. You th- tell your people, like, y'all can come, like, probably, like, about an hour later. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so with 
from Cass, and, and we haven't even really introduced the creativity of this. So let's get more so into that. Mm-hmm. Photography. Mm-hmm. That's that's the craft that you're into. Yes. Um, what sparked your interest in photography beyond, you know, something just standard, something like just like what made you look at a photo in the depth of it beyond like how most people look at it? It's crazy because <clears throat> I developed a love for t- photography as a child. Like I was a like, child. How, how young? Um, maybe I'm going to say maybe around 10. Like I had the old school, you know, the old school camera. You got the, the film. Camera. Yep. Well, it wasn't, I had my own camera. It wasn't a disposable one. It was the film. You oh, had you to had put the a, film a in professional it. camera. I wouldn't like come off it was professional, but you know, it was the plastic camera. You kind of had to wind it like this and you mm-hmm. had the flash that, stuck up there on the top of the camera but um i'm gonna say it's professional because everybody else had either disposable or a <laughs> polaroid <laughs> i never had a polaroid i always wanted one that's crazy For i real? never got one i never what got a polaroid? polaroid no um but i don't know what at the time i just loved taking pictures like hmm. it's funny because i have a friend that kind of teases me sometimes um that I actually went to cast with but and I actually also went to middle school with her I went to Jezu for middle school hmm. and Wait, you know you, you just mentioned something else that's another big community of black folks at a certain like in the 90s Jezu even though a catholic school was damn near like an all-black school <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it, it was I remember maybe a few um students and my classmates that were not black but yeah at the time absolutely Mm -hmm. all black but um so she teases me to this day kind of like brandy always had her camera she always i just always did i wanted to capture the moment and it's funny because i mean i don't think i was really thinking like that at the time i just loved taking pictures so um who bought you this first camera my parents Okay. My parents, yeah. And was it like a Christmas gift? Was it just a, I all don't right, remember. You, you messing with our cameras, so here you go. I don't remember, to be honest. Mm. I don't remember. And it wasn't like a, oh, you know, I don't remember it being like a whole discussion. I just had this camera. I always had it. I always took pictures. We always went to, like, the um, drugstore to get, get it developed, Develop. you know. So and to this day, in my basement, legit, I have, like, storage plastic bins of pictures just Mm. like i probably have about four of them um pictures from school pictures from camp pictures from church from you know i was at church and we went on you know the black college tours as Mm. i got older and i sung in the choir we used to go to um we used to travel a lot for the choir, go down south and things like that. And I just have pictures, all these memories. And I'm so thankful for them because, um, you know, a picture just kind of captures a moment in time. So you look at a picture and it takes you back to that moment. And you're like, oh, I rem- it's a feeling. And so I'm grateful and thankful for that now to be able to, um, at that time when I was younger, to have that love that I didn't even really it's crazy. I didn't even recognize it at the time, I guess. Hmm. So I had a um, photography class at CAS, and that was my favorite class. The whole time I was at CAS, I just 
I was drawn to that photography class and we would, um, they gave us cameras and we would like take pictures in the classroom or take pictures, go downtown and just take pictures, walk around the city. And um, we would come back to school and develop the cameras. I mean, the, the images, excuse me. So red and, room stuff, like dark room. Yeah, stuff. we had a dark room. Um, it was up on the, I think it was the eighth or the, I think it was the eighth floor. Um, and it was just an experience for me that I was just, I just fell in love with. But at the time, I never, it never crossed my mind that I could have been a, photo a professional photographer. It just never, ever crossed my mind. So, so from that class, and I'm sure you learned some things about lighting and, and shadows and some, some key things about it. So like, you know, for people watching, you know, it, you can go to YouTube U and learn some basic stuff. Yeah. But you go a little bit beyond basic, even in high school with it. So it's reintroduced to you. Definitely a love. From high school, you venture into what world and what drew you back into photography? So throughout my whole, <clears throat> I would say, um, academic career, um, I was always kind of placed on the path of STEM. So my parents always had me in different programs and um, classes and school um, and like summer programs and stuff like DAPSEP and stuff that kind of focused always on science, engineering, math, things like that and technology. And so again, the arts and photography just never ever crossed my mind. Which, to, which let, let, let's clarify this. STEM was more uh, acronym I say of like the late 90s, early 2000s. So science, technology, engineering, mathematics, now they've added STEAM, mm -hmm. so they added arts, science, technology, great. arts, mm -hmm. engineering, mathematics. So arts has been placed in this mix because yep. the unique thing about all of those uh, science, technology, engineering, and, and uh, mathematics is I think it takes some artistry and some creativity to approach those. And a lot of the people I know that work in those disciplines do have appreciation for arts and have to think outside the box to address the work that they deal with in those other worlds. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I agree with that. Um, but like I said, I never thought about photography. Um, went on and graduated CAS and I um, attended Oakland University okay. where I studied management information systems. And I selected that major just going through the course catalog and um, reading the description of it. And it discussed pretty much how it's the combination of like business and technology. Mm -hmm. And I studied business at CAS and technology back then. And, you know, everyone was like, go in the field of technology that's the way of the, the future so it was like okay I'll, I'll check this out so I did MIS and um, then started my career in technology pretty much so I ended up as a project manager and um, that's what I'm doing today but I was always still drawn to photography I would do like this whole time this whole you time would find your way like life just leading you back Yep. Attracting you to photography. Photography. Absolutely. I would do. <laughs> it's crazy because I would I dabbled a little bit in makeup 
And um, I would, the highlight of that whole experience when I would do makeup for a client is taking the pictures. So mm -hmm. the, the before and after pictures. And then I also did um, like these really big, I love to crochet. I haven't done that in a very long time, but it was very therapeutic for me. And I would make these big and bold scars. But again, the highlight of that whole process was taking the pictures. So I got models and I took pictures of these models and that whole process um, was a high for me. So again, always kind of being drawn back to photography. And as I got older, um, something just told me like, Brandy, you keep just going back to photography. Like if you want to do photography, like either do it now or I, I wouldn't say I said give it up, but like just try, just do it. And I was the at the mindset of if I'm going to do photography, I want it to be perfect. I want it to be right. I, I didn't go to school for photography. Like I'm, this is just a hobby. But um, I ended up doing some like online courses and I got an online mentor um, from a business perspective as it, as it relates to being a photographer and being able to run a sustainable business. And then I took it a little step further to try to, with my business, to be able to um, separate me from other photographers. And then mm -hmm. that's how the Luxperience came along. So, so today, which is good and bad, because I mean, I, I'm in the... I guess, content creation world with media for, for clients and stuff. So the good thing is these things exist. And I'm holding this, my smartphone <laughs> for the people mm -hmm. listening in Spotify world. The tough thing about that is some of these smartphones, depending upon what you know how to do, you can it can look amazing. Absolutely. Hence, it, it arms a person with a skill set to, to deliver. But it also can, you know... It can dilute what a person thinks is capable because these things are this powerful. Mm -hmm. um, entering this industry at a time where a lot of people are in the DIY, you know, do-it-yourself mode, DIY, um, how do you differentiate that? What do you give in your experience with a client that adds more value than just feeling like, I can just get my little cousin and yeah. just, you know, use the iPhone the newest iPhone and take my pictures. Absolutely. So if someone wants to just have a photographer or someone to take their picture, um, you know, Navy B-Ray photography, which is the name of my business. I mean, it's, it's definitely more than just taking a picture. It's more than just a picture. It's an experience. I knew that when I started Navy B-Ray, I wanted my clients to have a, an experience. And I didn't want them to come to the photo shoot stressed out. A lot of times, you know, from my my experience, even being on the other side of a camera um, with a photo shoot, whether it's for myself or my family, a lot of times I arrive stressed because I have to, as a female, figure out what I'm going to do with my hair, figure out what I'm going to do, what I'm going to wear. What are my children, maybe if they're in the shoot, what are they going to wear, figure out my makeup set those these appointments and so i'm coming to the shoot tired stressed and i just want it to be over with so i didn't want that experience for my clients so um with navy b ray every client that um has a shoot with me 
there's a whole process and there's a whole experience where I have a team that works with me. I have two makeup artists, two wardrobe stylists, and a hairstylist. So with every shoot, you get makeup and wardrobe styling. So my um, clients, they just have to show up and we take care of the rest. There's a whole consultation that happens with myself, so I get an idea of how they want to be photographed. If they don't know how they want to be photographed, my team and I, we have those discussions and we design the whole the whole shoot based off of the discussion, the consultation, and the, um, the, um, the character of the client. And then from there, the client then has a consultation and a discussion with the wardrobe stylist. Again, what is their, um, what's their look? What's their brand if they are maybe launching a business or trying to, um, if they're trying to refresh their business with new content for their website or social media. And then, you know, they show up to the shoot and we make sure that we have refreshments, we have mimosas, we have pastries from a local bakery, depending on the location of the shoot. And we take care of them. They just show up. Everything, you know, my stylist, if the client wants, the, the stylist will actually shop for them. If they are purchasing new items, they will um, pull out items from their closet and piece stuff together and shop for them anything that might be missing for that look and then we have we have the shoot we have fun we have music going I mean it's just a it's a girl's day if it's you know if we if it's men in the shoot you know we make it work and we have a lot of fun and it's a whole experience and then afterwards maybe a week or two after I get done editing the images there's a whole reveal. So I'm sitting down with the client, I'm showing them their images, and, um, and then I also offer products if it's, a, uh, if it's wall art, you know, getting those images off of digital. Of course, they want to post, that's great, but let's make it wall art as well. Let's, let's decorate your home with these images. Um, so there's, there's definitely options when it comes to the products, but again, just providing an experience where they are not stressed and a lot of times I get feedback like you know um, like I said maybe they're business owners but we also have a lot of clients that book us just because they want to dress up they want to feel pretty they've never been professionally photographed or the last time that they were professionally photographed was their wedding or a family picture 10 15 years ago so again an experience and focusing on the client well, I, I'm going to add this to that mix. And you gave a great pitch as far as like an experience. You, it's an experience that's created uh, with what you offer. And uh, that's, that's key and powerful. But as someone that's done a good amount of photo shoots, like people will say, why and how, and creativity, it matters. I mean, I create content, so I got to have a decent looking photo of myself. <laughs> to display like okay i could take a decent photo of whatever i'm capturing um more along the grassroots line but this is for everybody that's watching okay brandy just gave y'all a um a very professional perspective get a photo shoot <laughs> for a couple of reasons and this is why because we've all been to a um we've all seen a, sadly like a funeral program where it's like somebody with a club photo and it's like you see the Lamborghini and the Renaissance Center in the background. It's like you don't want to be that person. Oh, boy. You don't want to be that person. 
You don't want to be the person with the with the sketchy selfie where you felt like, okay, I look my slimmest thin, I look this looks real cool, and that's your LinkedIn profile, and now you're looking for a job. And the first thing people are gonna do when they see your name is they're gonna check your LinkedIn profile, and you're wondering like, who are all these weird people checking my LinkedIn profile? Because you've been on Indeed all day, right? And now you're on Indeed, and then they look at the profile, and you know what they say about the wealth of the words in the picture? You don't want to be that person. So if you have a themed photo shoot, and I'm usually the one coming up with the theme, and shout out to my guy, Mark Master Pietro, but now we're talking about the experience you can get Brandy and them. But, and it is... It's a lot to come up with the theme that you think matches what you do. So someone from the outside stepping in and assisting will help with that. So if so, if you're a personal chef, you know, as they say, Detroit's a city with hot side hustles or something. But you're by day an uh, engineer. You need a shoot that displays and you know if if they can see in a picture like oh yeah, they make tacos mm-hmm. or oh this is a cake maker or oh. This is a real estate, you know, especially for real estate people. Yeah. This is a real estate person. Like, if the picture says it through the staging, through the props, through the background, through the right lighting, it it heightens a level of comfort for a person before they interact with you. It just That's true. It's just, I mean, as much as people want to say, I don't judge, I'm not prejudging, we all are prejudiced. Photos lead to some of that prejudice. Um, I think you're a bigot. If you stick to whatever your prejudice is, and mm-hmm. you're trying to deter, like, no, nah, I know people with red hair do this. That's oh, when you yeah. get into bigotry. But the fo- uh, uh, a clear, succinct photo is important to have as an adult for certain occasions. Or You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, just absolutely. When you just got to submit, you know, we, we've seen it even in, like, family booklets and stuff. And, like, you'll see, like, this part of the family where it's like, wow, that looks real organized and everything and then you'll see this other like family reunion booklet picture where you like man why they got him eating some ribs <laughs> in the family reunion booklet like oh it's like this is messed up <laughs> like uncle james you should have a better nah, photo uncle james, <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah but it's so you'd be surprised how how many people just go no that's without real any professional photos in today's world because they don't know people like you. They don't even know the process of it or they think it's too, you know, it's, it's not attainable within their grasp. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so what, what is, you know, if you are the, you know, if you are just like working a regular job and you don't necessarily see the role, my, my speech may have encouraged someone what what's that approach like for like the 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 regular you know um school teacher or um like mechanical engineer or something like that like how if they want to express themselves in that photo shoot what's the experience they'll have what's the experience they will have i mean the experience really doesn't I won't say it doesn't change for each client. Um, We make sure that we provide the best experience for every client, whether you are a teacher or you're a business owner. I mean, it's all in what they are looking to get out of the experience, the why behind them coming to me. Um, 
we want to make sure I also encourage my clients to get a diverse amount of looks, have some diversity. If you haven't been photographed either professionally ever or you've been professionally photographed 10 years ago, okay, let's take advantage of this shoot. Let's get some gla a glamour shoot. Let's get a professional headshot. Let's get a lifestyle shoot. Let's really, I encourage it. I mean, I really don't limit the amount of looks. I mean, I make sure that it doesn't get out of hand because it does take time and energy and clients do get tired modeling. I mean, at the end of the day, you're modeling and modeling is a lot of work. I mean, you get tired, um, but take advantage of it. Let's do it. And do you help? Because usually I get this. What do I do with my hands? Oh, do yeah, my I hands do all the go? posing. Absolutely. Okay, right. Again, you show up, I take care of everything. Yep. My team and I, the team is called Luxperience. I am posing you literally from the beginning, from the beginning to the end. You don't yep. have to, like, figure out what to do. And, no. And you may feel a little uncomfortable because yeah. what looks good in a picture ain't necessarily how you naturally sit yep. or anything like yep. that. She may be like, move your shoulder yep. back and move your move your elbow folder. Yep. It's like, <laughs> like, like, I'm doing a robot here. What is going on? Yep. It'll come out great. Trust me, because the lens is not. Mm -hmm. So now I got one more question before I get to a Detroit is different question and we can wrap. What was the first camera when you when you made this decision what camera did you leap into buying? Why did you choose that camera? My very first camera was like an intro camera, um, Canon, which I still shoot with the Canon today. It was a Canon Rebel T3i, I think it was. Um, why did I choose that camera? Just, I knew I wanted to shoot Canon and I was on a budget when I didn't want to spend a whole lot of money and just like research and that was a camera that came kind of like highly reviewed at the time and it did me well um and then i upgraded to i think i have like a mark 5 canon still canon today and i shoot with a, a portrait lens a uh 50 millimeter lens so mm -hmm. my 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 genre really is like a glamour portrait photography um, again, I do do lifestyle. I do do headshots, things like that. But um, it's all portraits for the most part. Okay. All right. So now that leads to the Detroit is different question I got. Okay. If dead or alive, who would be your, who's a, who's a Detroiter you want to capture? Who's a Detroiter that is like, I love to do some photo shoots with this person. And why? Is this like a famous Detroiter? It could, you could be like my my cousin my cousin oh. Reggie because you know okay. just give me the the yeah. context of why. Um, for sure, my grandmother. Um, I would have loved to shoot her. She was a very beautiful woman. Um, great spirit. I would have loved to capture her smile, um, and just her energy. I mean, she was just an overall beautiful woman and just to be able to have that legacy professional picture of her and that's what I encourage too a lot with my clients um, if I have a let's say for example a mother and daughter or a, a mother that she talks about her daughter a lot in the consultation or vice versa I encourage them to bring the mom the grandmother the aunt whoever 
to let's have a, a legacy photo shoot. I mean, again, when was the last time you were professionally photographed? And this is something that you will be able to pass on to future generations. So now, now I got to go a step further with that question. Lifestyle. What would be the lifestyle shoot? How would you set that up? What would be a lifestyle shoot? For your grandmother. What, oh, how would you set that up? Ooh. We're asking some deep questions. Okay, let me think. Um, I would get my grandmother probably on our front porch. Um, she kept the front of the house very it was very beautiful with flowers mm -hmm. she was she loved her garden flowers in the front it was we were on a corner house so it was flowers in the front flowers in the on the side of the house in the back of the house she had like a um fruit and vegetable garden so wow. she was in there in that garden all the time every day and i remember getting the fruit of her labor with the, the fresh cucumbers and tomatoes and she would put it in some vinegar and put a little salt and pepper in there. So I would probably capture her again like on the porch or maybe even like working in the garden. That's deep. That's deep. You about to make me cry. Wait a second. I'm a G. I don't cry now. I'm a thug. So. <laughs> well, we, we, we not about to go there, but I definitely love the fact of that's the image that you would have loved to see in, in that shoot. So, um, as you know, and I know a lot of gardeners check D-Trade is different. Y'all know I even got my little garden. But, so now you know, lifestyle, especially for y'all. Y'all know y'all going for gardening grants and stuff like that, and you got this selfie after you've been out there all day, and you got mud in your hands, and they like, Man, you know, get the shoot, get the shoot, get the shoot for all my gardeners out there. So how do they get in contact with you? Uh, website is Navy B Ray, N-A-V-Y, the letter B-R-A-E dot com. Um, Luxperience Collective, we're about to actually launch a whole online training course to um to train and to encourage other businesses to provide uh, elevated luxe experience to their for their clients, and this doesn't necessarily um, it's not focused on photography or anything like that. Just from a business perspective, to be able to provide that elevated experience, a customer experience for customers and clients. So Luxperience Collective on IG, Navy B-Ray Photography on IG. So check us out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Detroit is Different is where you get information, artistry, history, music, and even comedy. Detroit is Different, a home for the culture of Detroit. Visit online at DetroitIsDifferent.com today.